Welcome to Life as a Spiritual Soup podcast with your host, Juliana Raymond. Join me to explore a variety of diverse topics designed to inform, educate, and empower you through your life journey. Welcome to another episode of Life is a Spiritual Soup. Today's program, we're going to talk about your body computer. Just a brief overview. For ages, we've been taught that everything that happens is predetermined. And while there is a certain element of truth to this statement, it negates how powerfully wonderful our own creative intervention can be. Mankind is becoming aware of the inner mechanisms that signal how we are responding to our outer world and allows us to initiate an alternate program to shift our experiences. You don't want to miss this powerful information. During this podcast, you're going to learn what is really creating the events in your life, and how you could program the inner mechanism. How will you know how to interpret warning signals? And most importantly, you're going to learn how to reprogram the energies that are restricting your optimal life experience. You're going to discover the subconscious programs that are actually in charge of how you are living your life and who is at the core of those experiences. You will begin to understand the biology of your belief systems and how these contribute to the life drama you're living. Learn powerful techniques that will allow you to change any life direction you deem undesirable for your total living experience. First, we're going to talk about becoming aware of inner signals. You're already aware of internal signals that operate automatically that you recognize as warning signals of pending change. Everyone should be familiar with the telltale signs of an oncoming virus. The first sign of a fever, the unwelcomed twinge of a scratchy throat, or the queasiness of an uneasy stomach. All have a way that the body signals to us it is out of balance. The remedy for the viral intrusion is rest, a cup of soup, and some genuine TLC. But what about the more subtle signs of imbalance? Our natural tendencies attempt to brush things off and distract us from paying attention to these subtle warnings. This inner awareness is not meant to fuel hypochondria or promote fear concerning more serious intervention, but to prevent the escalation of further dysfunction before it becomes irreversible. The first line of defense is becoming aware of inner responses to individual tolerances. Many have predisposed allergies that cause an almost immediate reaction. But how sensitive are you to that three-alarm hot sauce, an alcoholic beverage or soda concoction 
that deep-fried recipe or decadent confection. If you continue to experience the same discomfort after each indulgence, then your body is sending you a warning to either curtail the behavior or reduce exposure to the offensive agent. Ignoring the warning signs of discomfort may lead to extensive internal damage that may surface when your resistance has weakened and you're left with the residual side effects of your frequent exposure. Generally, the first consideration for tuning into your inner makeup would be for medical self-diagnosis, prompting the need for medical intervention. But the body is an exceptional receptacle for decision-making. Learning to recognize this subtle signaling system allows you to make life decisions that will best support your desired way of living. Everyone should learn to tune into their intuition. While some may have practiced the art much longer, everyone has the ability to fine-tune their intuitive awareness. In fact, learning this navigational art can steer any to make optimal life choices that incorporate finding the perfect employment opportunity, engaging in rewarding relationships, making sound financial decisions, and just about any other decision-making process you engage in. What if connecting to your intuitive nature prevented your being gridlocked in traffic? What if listening to your inner guidance steered you from becoming involved in conflict or promoted unlimited synchronistic moments of opportunity. How many times have you remarked about how you feel about something, indicating your excitement or repulsion? Becoming aware of your body's subtle responses will provide you with internal steerage signaling the pros and cons of your experience. I'm going to give you some examples of warning signals. Other than the obvious discomfort you experience from overindulgence or viral compromise, you will want to learn how to recognize your body's responses that alert you of problematic situations. Consider these potential examples. Number one, you've just received a promising financial offer from someone yet you ponder this almost too good to be true opportunity. Your stomach tightens and warning thoughts start to filter through your mind. The offer is tempting. Is your body alerting you to a promising adventure or telling you to be aware of the deception? More than likely, your intuitive senses, as experienced through your tightened stomach muscles and thoughts of be prepared, are signaling you to be cautious. Example number two. You've been told not to pursue a course of action, yet you are determined to follow through despite the onslaught of internal nudges discouraging the activity. You proceed with the action, only discover everything has gone terribly wrong. You may not have been listening to the faint whispers warning you against pursuit and are now wishing you'd listened to the silent warnings. 
Example number three. You meet someone for the first time, yet you are uncomfortable in the presence of this individual. It's unlikely you will develop a lasting relationship, but this encounter has alerted you that your two energy patterns are not compatible. Pursuing exposure may produce future conflict, or if in a work environment, less than optimal results. Example number four. You walk into any business and you are instantly greeted with a grumpy reception. We've all had that. It isn't likely your association with this establishment will improve, as the first line of contact with any established business should be the warmest. Your reception is the one that's going to leave you with the most lasting impression. And if your first impression isn't a strong representation of the attention you will receive, it is best to research other associations. This should be an indicator to businesses everywhere to promote positive individuals to be an extension of the product or service they represent. Example number five. You're searching for a new home and you're driving through locations suitable to your requirements. You drive through a neighborhood that is unkempt. You further start to feel like you are being crowded, or you notice an instantaneous nausea that quickly dissipates as you complete your initial drive-by. You have just received another subtle warning from your internal systems responding to how you really felt about your encounter. Isn't it interesting that your internal warning mechanism goes to great length to warn of imbalance and inopportunity in multiple different ways? In fact, your warning system will relentlessly continue to send warning signals in hopes you will recognize the potential compromise. In summary, you should be tuning into subtle feelings and sensory receptors that are assisting in your navigational life guidance. These can include sudden nausea that isn't from indigestion from an uncomplimentary food source, a stomach tightening that has already sensing the undesirable energy, hairs bristling from your displeasure of your encounter, the outward response to your energy exchange, an unkept visual view of a specific environment, or the hushed voice within, all alert you that something isn't perfect balance with the outcome you desire. Now let's look at signals that represent positive reinforcement. Again, let's look at a few examples. Number one, you've just been introduced to someone who may change your life. There is an instantaneous connection. Every cell in your body is alive with excitement. Your heart is doing flip-flops with potential. Once again, your body is signaling you of your presenting adventure. Example two, you're seeking a new job. At your interview, you instantly like your potential employer. The people are congenial. You like the work environment. Your mind is flooded with creative thoughts. You can see yourself employed within the organization. And once again, your heart is pounding. 
Your senses are excited and the best news is about to be presented. The salary you're seeking has just been offered to you. You instantly know this is the position for you. Example number three. You're searching for a new residence. You review several options, yet one property stands out amongst the other contenders. Upon walking into your new potential residence, you are instantly hopeful your offer will be accepted. How you feel about your potential new residence is now your guidance system. Example number four. You're considering a new venture yet you ponder the possibility of its creation. Your peers aren't certain your creative adventure is a sound consideration. However, you can't ignore a persistent desire to pursue it. Again, your subconscious programming is signaling you to put into motion the idea you can't get out of your thoughts. While one scenario presents you with a warning, the other presents with potential. When excitement, a heart-pounding enthusiasm signals that internal yes response and that warm, fuzzy glow surrounds you, then you know you are pursuing a rewarding event. And isn't it interesting that those promising signals need less resources to promote an optimal response? Using this simple awareness can provide you with important life steerage in almost every decision-making process. Now I'm going to switch gears for a moment, and I'm going to talk about genetic coding versus environmental influences. Genetic design. Long before you became a growing fetus, you predetermined your appearance through your parental genetic coding and you programmed certain factors into your genetic design that would determine physical abilities. In addition, you programmed coded material within your DNA that would activate predetermined events that would occur at appropriate intervals in your life to provide you with desired experiences. The remainder of your physical composition is largely determined by exposure to external environmental influences. Scientific research is discovering that only 10% of conscious thought controls external experiences, with 90% of life activities generated through the subconscious mind. That's a lot of programming that it would seem we have little control over. I hope you planned your pre-programming well. Let's look at external influences. Dr. Bruce Lipton, author of Biology of Belief, informs us that our internal makeup is influenced by our external environment. In fact, research has shown that even before you were born, you were gathering information about your external world while still in the womb through your mother's reaction to her environment. The first impression of your physical world may be gathered from your pre-delivery experiences and, in fact, your first impression might begin to program adult tendencies. 
If your first impression is filled with love, nurturing, and positive guidance, then your physical expression will develop limitless potential. Childhood impressions will become the foundation for how you experience your life. If your external environment is one of positive reflection, acceptance, and exploration, then you will likely replicate these characteristics through your adult life. If, however, you are constantly exposed to negative outbursts, violence, poverty, and restriction, your inner view of your external world is looking grim. You may develop the perception that exposure to your violent world isn't a promising one. Your impression of your external experiences largely influences the way you perceive the world and your surrounding environment. This makes it desirable to surround yourself with positive influences which will lead to positive experiences. So I've spent a lot of time discussing the role of thought, but what role does thought represent in my life? Life experiences create your life. Change your thoughts about your experience. Change your life. In other words, you get to reprogram anything that is no longer in alignment with how you wish to experience your life. Thought is a significant contributor to your external experience. Thought carries a magnetic resonance. The more focused thought towards a specific issue, the greater the magnetic resonance. In other words, thoughts react as magnets drawing to you a reflection of their projection. If you generate a positive projection, one filled with gratitude and optimism, you're most likely to attract positive results into your field of experience. Conversely, if you're constantly projecting negative thoughts, you're in a slump, you see no future, revisit repetitious negative events, receive no inspiration from your external environment, you are most likely attracting the consequences of your ill-conceived thinking. Spoken words, as a reflection of your inner thought, are significant contributors to your external experience. Spoken thoughts can result with nearly instant reaction. Subconscious thought still creates potent vibrations that activate as deferred life experiences. It is always wiser to project a positive outcome towards your desired creativity than it is to wallow in misery, which will only create much of the same. Now let's add the field of emotion. Thoughts and the result experience of projected thoughts create an impression of how we feel about varying experiences. These feelings create lasting memories and leave an emotional imprint of our experience. Some experiences are able to be discarded as simply life happens. More significant experience and the resultant impression leave lasting memories. Some of these experiences get stuffed into emotional closets within the physical body. Buried so deeply at times, it is difficult even to recall the memory. 
These latent emotional memories become toxic events in our life journeys. The heart is your motherboard. If genetic code determines your appearance, along with predetermined life events as programmed in your subconscious memory, what is creating the rest of your life experience? Many still believe the mind is delegating your experience. In truth, your heart, or how you feel about your living world, is creating your personal environment. If you are doing something you enjoy, then your heart sends a signal to the mind that all is well in your presenting world. If you are distressed by any event or experience, your heart, or once again, how you feel about the situation, sends a signal to your brain that the experience was unpleasant and you are unlikely to initiate the experience again if you can avoid it. The heart, then, becomes the field of influence that sends the signal to the brain that reflects your perception of events in your life. In other words, motion is based on your emotion and it lies within core issues that run as silent programs within the motherboard of your body computer. I'm now going to add the subject of core issues. Every one of us comes to experience core life issues. These core issues are often creating the events in your life. Remember those strong emotional feelings that were buried internally? These strong impressions have been stored as core issues that are activating repetitive events and encounters. Whatever memories you stored as a child while growing up, these memories are now a reflection of your external world. Here's an example. If you grew up in a nurturing environment with supportive parents or guardians, then your view of your current world is most probably filled with opportunity, love, and optimism. If, however, you grew up in an abusive environment or witnessed events that limited the free spirit of your young child observing a new world, then the memory of your experience as seen through the eyes of your child is still drawing individuals into your awareness that reflect those early impressions. So, in other words, core issues actually influence love relationships, working relationships, friendships, and to some extent become the latent events you experience in your life. There may be many core memories running simultaneous programs. While visiting Sedona years ago, I discovered a major core issue running programs within my life as I consulted a native shaman. What was revealed left chills running through my body as I clearly saw how my own inner child's observation of her world were attracting the scenarios I was experiencing through her emotional eyes. So a little further explanation on activating your body computer program. Why do certain events occur at specific times? The answer is fairly simple. It's part of your subconscious programming, 
And while you may not be aware of your involvement in the program creation that you designed, you are the creator of your experience. And while you are unaware of your programming talent, you are so efficient at programming that you even indicated the perfect timing for the optimal performance of your designated presentation. If you did a good job in your programming, you hopefully spread out some of the more complicated scenarios you desired to experience throughout your life so that scheduled activation wouldn't be too overwhelming. And the amazing revelation is that if you are less than pleased with the outcome of your experience, since you are the program designer, you can change it. The next step is to identify those undetected viral programs. What happens when life doesn't go quite as you planned? More than likely, your body is running a viral program that has totally escaped your awareness. This can be one of those subconscious programs running through the observation of your internal child, or another influenced virus from experiences in your adult life. How you feel about life largely determines how you're going to navigate through it. When you are unable to discharge a disruptive emotional charge, this encounter now becomes a stored memory and lays dormant in your subconscious until another event rekindles the memory. Anybody see any do-overs? While the initial tendency would be to ignore the rising issue once again, it would be far better to confront its source to make peace with the encounter once and for all. What role does stress play in your life? Dr. Alexander Lloyd, L-O-Y-D, wrote a wonderful book titled The Healing Code. He identifies one major contributor to be disease, stress. Stress being the number one function that creates emotional discomfort, combined with all the stored emotions within the body, and suddenly the body becomes clogged with all the unresolved emotions. These unresolved emotions settle in major organs and start to send those telltale signals to the body that enough is enough. Disease and injury now become the result of toxic stress overload. So what creates stress besides all of the emotional insults? It's a lack of energy that depletes the immune field. And what stimulates the immune system? Love strengthens the immune field. Along with healthy lifestyle behavior, an optimistic attitude that begins to draw more of what you want to experience in your life and less of what you don't. In my constant research, I came across an interesting program I just had to check out. The title of the program was Clearing Cellular Memory. Intriguing, isn't it? I enrolled in this program and discovered how specific emotional overload settles in specific organs. 
As a trained reflexologist, I knew how to identify congested energy corridors in the body. But I now had the complementary understanding of the emotional issues that were compromising my clients' energy systems. I can tell you personally about the amazing effects of this essential energetic intervention. One of the most important aspects of reprogram is deleting old beliefs. Some of these considerations may be difficult due to lifetimes of mind programming and environmental stimulation. And, as Dr. Lloyd indicates, it often takes third-party intervention to assist in rebalancing overtaxed emotional systems. His recommendation for rebalancing compromised body mechanics is through cellular memory clearing. This is a gentle energetic therapy where the practitioner can detect energy blocks within the electromagnetic current running through the body. Clearing the energy block will help to rebalance the energetic system. Keeping the body clear of toxic influences will largely depend upon your ability to clear emotional blocks, reduce stress contributors, and by eliminating restrictive beliefs. Putting into practice internal warning signals the body is sending you will help provide you with beneficial life steerage. Creating positive adventures, maintaining an optimistic attitude energized with positive emotion will help ensure your optimal life experience. Join me and my next podcast which will air October 31st, when we're going to discuss the components that might be toxic to your current lifestyle and living. Have a great time between now and then, and bye for now.